What's up, Internet? My name is David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. That is right. Yep. How's, how's your voice feeling? My voice is feeling great. For those of you who, who do not follow me on the Twitch, uh, we're recording this on Sunday, almost immediately after I finished streaming entirely in Wookiee sounds. For three hours. Yeah. I was giving a little... Please don't. No more. Never again. And um, it was something. Yes, it there, was. It wasn't, it, it wasn't just like a funny idea. Like I had said that when I got to 100 subs on Twitch that this is what we would do. I don't know why you said that, but yeah. Because when people hear that, they subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't think anyone thought you'd actually do it for three hours. People came back right at the, like the three hour mark and they're like, oh, you're still, wow, okay. I am a man of my word, Clarus. And despite mm-hmm. the fact that you desperately wanted me to stop, I True. was like, I, I can't, like I, I genuinely can't. I would have like paid money for you to stop. I mean, <laughs> fair, but then, I mean, <laughs> would you have given it to me like is is that any different than our current financial situation no no i would have just been giving money to myself in a sense <laughs> yeah, unless you did it through twitch and then you would have been giving twitch, a twitch cut part of that money yeah of the money that was coming back into our true accounts. that's that you know what scratch that idea <laughs> um but it was fun honestly i know it was ridiculous and whatever but uh it was actually an enjoyable fun afternoon mm-hmm. and i'm grateful for everyone who stuck around especially the people who stayed for all three hours but complained the whole time <laughs> you had Me. the buttons to turn it off <laughs> just want to just i just want to throw that out there there were a few times i muted you i'm not surprised i would have not paid attention <laughs> at all i would have not been in the stream yeah i i cannot believe that you yeah mm-hmm. oh i got my best numbers yet as far as viewership which is wild yeah yeah the people of twitch got what they wanted i also loved um the one person who popped in and was like wanted advice on how to play the game a game that i've first of all only played for like maybe eight hours total yeah and i know nothing about and i was talking in wookie sounds yeah. so i didn't know what that person was expecting to get out of the experience yeah yeah this this poor person was like okay well then i guess i'm leaving <laughs> but this podcast is not about our twitch even though oftentimes it is <laughs> it is about some nerdy news yeah we got some lots of news some news that is good for us in the sense that we will get to see things mm-hmm. but not good for in the industry of movies yeah, so Mulan is not going to be released in theaters. It is not. It is going to be released on Disney Plus. Yeah, straight to Disney Plus for what thirty bucks? Twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, so you you can pay to watch it from the comfort of your own home, on a much smaller screen than you would have watched it in the theaters. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's interesting to me about that is you heard that and you immediately thought it was like way too expensive. Yeah, yeah, I don't uh yeah i don't like i pay like 15 dollars for myself you know if it's two people it's 30 dollars. but i pay 15 dollars to go see a movie that is on a larger than life screen Mm -hmm. with incredible audio and like if you don't have a big tv or a good sound bar at home you're just watching like i i I don't know i'm just that experience is not what i would have hoped for i disagree about the price 
just because I think that $30 is about the price of two movie tickets at, at a movie theater in the States, mm-hmm. um, or at least in New York. I'm only really familiar with the bigger cities. I know that in smaller towns in the States, it's more like 8 to 50 to mm-hmm. 10 bucks a ticket. Yeah. But in the States, like a like Friday night ticket is going to cost you like $15. And so for me, the idea that like the at-home cost of watching the movie is two adult movie tickets... And it's Mulan and it's Disney Plus. So it's going to be like, I, I feel like the majority of people watching are going to be families. Yeah. So even I, if the number of people who would have watched in theaters watch this movie with mm-hmm. the unit they would have gone to the theater with, mm-hmm. the loss that Disney's going to take financially is going to be massive. I just mean that like you, like when DVDs come out, they're like 25 bucks Canadian. You know what I mean? Sure. But this is not an experience that you could have already had before. Yeah, I I guess I just like also nobody buys have... DVDs. <laughs> no, that's not true. People collect that shit. No, but I just mean like it. You know, you have to pay for Disney Plus as well mm-hmm. as for the movie. And do you own the movie when you pay for it? No. Yeah. See that. But here's the thing: you you don't do at home rentals ever, right? Like that's not an experience that you've had. Just no. Just what we've done here. Which are, but we didn't even pay for that, right? Like it was movies that other people rented. That... Well, we paid for cats. No, no, but I mean like opening weekend, mm-hmm. like Trolls World Tour, movies that like open on VOD mm-hmm. typically cost $30. Like that's just, you rent the movie 48, 48 hours and it's 30 bucks. Um, you know, King of Staten Island, I think was about that price. Like that's, that is just what the market has determined is the cost of that. That And that just, that blows me away. Like I honestly cannot imagine renting something for that price. I, I know we're going to because, well, yeah, yeah. you know, we're going to watch it. We're going to talk about it. But I think that $30 plus the price of Disney Plus to just for, to, to rent the movie for a day or two or whatever it is. Well, I don't know that that's what it is. It, it might like unlock it on your Disney Plus permanently. Okay. That I, would be I, different. I don't know. What I do know is that when we do watch it September 4th, when it comes out, mm-hmm. we will be watching it with my parents and my brothers and probably Nana, maybe my sister and her kids. So it's like, you know, for us, the number of people who are going to benefit from that screening is going to be high and it's going to be much higher than a two than two movie tickets. The one thing I will say that's interesting about this is I said that, well, you know, I had said that they'll lose money on ticket sales, Mm -hmm. but they don't have to split any of the cost with the theaters. Mm -hmm. So that 30 bucks goes straight to Disney. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, what what, this split is, you know, said to be like 50%, but no one knows what the actual split on these films is. Mm -hmm. Disney has asked for higher splits in the past, but there's no one being cut into this movie other than Disney Studios. Yeah. And or the Disney Corporation, I mean. And so it's going to be interesting to see the the typical benchmark of like this movie has to make over double its production budget back in order to even start profiting because the movie theaters are keeping half of it. That benchmark is gone for this film because Mm -hmm. the studio making the movie is the studio that also owns the delivery service in Disney Plus. Like it's interesting because there have been VOD releases in the past, but they've been through other services. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Trolls World Tour comes out and you rent it on iTunes. iTunes gets a cut of Trolls World Tour's money there. Mm -hmm. This is the first one I can think of uh, just off the top of my head, and I'm probably wrong, but this is the first movie like this at this scale, certainly, that 
is being put out by the company that owns the streaming service. So there's really no partners. Like you won't be able to get this on Amazon Prime and Mm -hmm. iTunes and all those other services day of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just like, uh, you know, we, if it weren't for like Nerdy Nightly and that we were going to watch and review it for um you know the the for the podcast and and to to keep in the know like that i would look at that and i would i would not if it was just me i would not get that i would not get the movie yeah it would really turn me off i think that we're in a different position than a lot of the audience that will buy this movie though i think that for families 30 dollars for the movie isn't that much when you have three kids and you're used to going to the movies for you know, you're you're used to the ticket price of going to the movies is sixty dollars, and then popcorn and sh- you know whatever for the kids. For sure. And so he, this is a the movie going experience for this is, you know, it's why Trolls World. I I cannot say Trolls, Trolls World, World Tour. World Tour, but it's why Trolls World Trolls World Tour made so much money, and it's because that family market is like, well, yeah, I've got three kids, thirty dollars to that consumer, which is the disney plus consumer mm-hmm. that the i would be willing to say that the money making side of disney is more that demographic than us i just think it's a different conversation if you like rent it for a day versus like you unlock it forever because like if your kid your kids are not going to understand that like 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 financially there's the difference between like going to a movie and like unlocking this movie and like say you unlock this movie for a day and you pay 30 bucks and your kids are like no we only want to watch mulan how many times you have to pay 30 bucks how many times did my parents pay for frozen 2 in this house before i was like just buy it and stop renting it you know what that's true and i i'm just saying like i shouldn't call it my parents like that (laughs) they know they know what they did yeah um the, there there are people who are going to do that. And the the thing here is that I don't think that, like, Mulan can't go back in the box once it's out. What do you mean? Well, like, I, I, I'm very curious to see how this $30 thing is going to work. Because mm-hmm. it feels like you have to have access to it on your Disney Plus account in perpetuity after that. Yeah. I would hope because so. Because it would be weird if it disappears. But I, but t- the typical rental model is that it disappears on you. So, like, I, d- I just don't know. And I and then if you, you your subscription ends because... We, we should have looked up to see if that is a thing before we started recording the podcast. But yeah, it yeah. wasn't something... It, honestly, the, the whole idea of that wasn't what I was thinking about coming into this. I was more thinking... Because, you know, I, I, I saw that headline and my first thought wasn't like, oh, how is that going to work logistically? My first thought was... <laughs> those poor movie theaters like the yeah. the french movie theater owner who the there's a vi- video that went viral of a french movie theater owner destroying the mulan um cardboard like big cardboard sign in his movie theater oh yeah 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 because especially for independent movie theaters that aren't a part of amc or cinemark or all the big ones mm-hmm. the idea that like the next big disney movie won't come to their theaters is devastating truly yeah yeah, yeah. and like that is a blow yeah and you know we everyone keeps talking about how tenant will be the first movie back and like oh it's a christopher nola movie it's gonna make money yada 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 Mm -hmm. but like i don't know that it is like i don't know that tenant has the appeal the mass appeal that everyone thinks that it does and i say that as someone who genuinely loves every single christopher nola movie except for the dark knight rises Mm mm-hmm 
which I can't stand. But um, <laughs> that's a longer conversation. That I'm yeah, that's a whole start other podcast. <laughs> but I, I am, I'm the, I'm one of those guys who is the like Christopher Nolan dude who shows up opening night for when his movies come out because I think they're great, mm-hmm. and I, 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 I get it. It's a, it's a, yeah, but it's, trope at this point. It's not Mulan. You know, Mulan but is beloved, Mulan. and it's. If for everybody like truly there will be people who will come to see it because they grew up with it there's gonna be people who see it because it's like a new exciting thing there's gonna be people who see it because it's disney it's see a movie it for that's diversity. going to make like, sense yeah. here's, here's the thing there, there are reports coming out that the actors filming tenet didn't understand it while they were filming it so inception and, yeah <laughs> but but and everyone's saying like this is a more complicated movie than inception and Look, Inception is brilliant. Yeah. And it changed the way people write film scores forever. For sure. I don't know that you get that lightning in the bottle twice. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that if all the reviews come out and say like, wow, it's brilliant, but it's dense. Yeah. You're not going to have families going to the movie theaters. You're yeah. not going to have like groups of four going. You're going to have couples in their 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, like we would go see Tenet. Yeah, but so, it'd also be like like more of a... um. Uh, what's the word? Uh, not like it would take more effort to go see, but like Mulan would be easy to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and Tenet does not sound like it will be. <laughs> and I don't think that it's trying to be. No, yeah, yeah. Which is, but at the same time, it has, I think it has a $200 million budget. So the movie has to make bank. Yep. And I, you know, we've talked on the podcast before about how I think that if the movie comes out while they're social distancing, it will fail to make money. Mm-hmm. And not because of quality. It will simply be the logistics of how many people you can fit into a movie theater in each mm-hmm. given city yep. against how willing people are going to, how willingly people will go to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother works at a movie theater and he had a shift last night and he served eight people all night. Yeah. There are <laughs> 10 theaters in that movie theater. Yeah. There were not, they ran m- the majority of their screenings with nobody in the room. Mm-hmm. And... I think you said, what, six of those were for the same movie? Yeah. And so, you know, it's a great time to go to the movies if you're worried about social distancing because there's no one else there. Yeah. But it's a bad time for movie theaters to try and put out a $200 million movie. Mm -hmm. I think like the Russell Crowe movie, Unhinged, that Mm -hmm. is slated to be the first movie to come out, has a better chance of coming out and somewhat surviving this. Yeah. Because you have less expectation. Yeah. And the expectation on Tenet is in possible mm-hmm. like the expectation on mulan is impossible too yeah you have that movie has to thread a needle through an impossible haystack because i love mulan mm-hmm. like that original movie was a huge part of my childhood totally and you're doing it very different yeah and the 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 movie's going to be very different than the original and i get that it's going to be more culturally sensitive and i totally support that Mm -hmm. i I, i'm i'm not the kind of person that's like no it has to be the exact same yeah no there are people who are offended by the original milan i understand and i totally support changing the movie to reflect that Mm -hmm. but i don't know that the larger audience will yeah and there's going to be people who are just going to be upset that it's not a musical and that they just are yeah i mean i'll miss the music but it's it's you know i like i'm not going into it expecting it to be the exact same thing you know like Mm -hmm. i i'm i'm ready for it to be different i'm very i'm very excited for this witch character who can turn into a bird 
<laughs> yeah. Because it's it, the 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 one thing about like the updated Mulan is that everything in it looks like it's trying to be more realistic, mm-hmm. except for the witch woman who can turn into a bird. Yeah, and it's still I'm, magic. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how she fits into like grounded Mulan. Yeah. Or if it's going to be like it's the story of grounded Mulan, and there's twenty minutes where a woman is a bird, and <laughs> no one knows why. Yeah, sounds about right. Although I also don't know the original like Mulan story, so that might just mm. that that might be a more culturally appropriate thing. Yeah, I'm um, not sure what the original is either. Yeah, and you know we'll probably be looking into that before <laughs> September fourth. Yeah, yeah, and we're yeah we're gonna talk about it. But the expectation on Tenet in this situation is that. It has to be like, because it has. There's no IP. Mm-hmm. There's no built-in audience for the idea of Tenet, just for the director and the actors. There's no kind of like buzz going right now because the only buzz about the movie is that it keeps getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. And so the movie kind of has to be like the greatest movie ever. Yeah. In order to make money, like it legitimately, yep. the movie has to be so good. That when people write reviews about it, they're like, this movie is worth dying for. Yeah, truly. Seeing this in the IMAX theater is literally worth putting your grandmother's life at risk for. Oh my God, yeah. I don't, you know, that's a lot of pressure to put on a film. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have a lot to live up to. Yeah, and so I just like I don't I think I don't think it's I know it's opening in Canada at the end of the month, mm-hmm. and we will get to see it before the rest of the world. It's yeah. gonna be like Canada and China. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go like probably opening and yeah, we'll 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 look it up beforehand and be like opening day, which is the screening that has the fewest tickets sold. Just wait, we're gonna go at like nine a.m. or something like that. <laughs> I love matinees. That's not an afternoon. That's a morning. Matinee is a morning movie. Oh, boy. I don't know. Are, are we... I thought a matinee was an afternoon show. Like, like I thought a matinee o'clock. was anything before dinner. Perhaps. Because mat- matin is in French is morning. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you are Canadian. Shut up. <laughs> um. I, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about Mulan. Yeah. It, it is what it is. I, I think it's. I think it's going to be difficult to see in the short term the effect this is going to have but i think that i understand why cinema owners think this is a devastating blow for sure for sure and we're you know we're this is something that we are going to keep a close eye on yeah and you know when it uh, when it comes out we are going to we're going to let you guys know what we think yeah because that's what we do that is what we do <laughs> um the other news mm-hmm. I, I put it on my phone because i'm bad at remembering things while we're doing this yeah, I know. It's like once you hit record and you get started, it's like, mm-hmm. wait. <laughs> um, there's a new Suicide Squad game coming from the studio oh, yeah. that made the Batman games. Yes. Not all of them. They didn't make. They did not make Arkham Origins, mm-hmm. but they made Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight, and Arkham City. Not in that order. Arkham City was the second <laughs> one, but Arkham City is the best one. Um, I think Arkham City is an all-time top game yeah one of the best things ever made one of the best like stories in video games uh arkham city is if you've never played it and you have windows 10 don't buy it on steam because it does not work yeah Um, we tried that (laughs) uh but yeah so we're getting a suicide squad movie or a suicide squad game Mm -hmm. we got a suicide squad movie we got a birds of prey movie why is dc so obsessed with the suicide squad (laughs) 
<laughs> Couldn't tell you. I did not see Suicide Squad because I heard it was truly terrible. You haven't seen it? No. <gasps> That's going to be a fun one to catch you up on. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I've heard it's really bad. It's it's not really bad. Mm. It's it, it isn't. Like it just <laughs> it's it just isn't that bad. Um the performances in it are really really solid. Uh Will Smith and Margot Robbie both are incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Killer Croc's fun. Uh, Jai Courtney is at the best he's ever been as Captain Boomerang. Mm-hmm. He's genuinely hilarious. All right. Um, there's, there's, I won't ruin it. Never mind. There's just a great like <laughs> physical comedy joke that he does in the mm-hmm. middle of a battle sequence that I was like, this is. Yeah, th- there's there's moments in that movie that feel like, oh shit! I totally get why you do a Suicide Squad movie. This is awesome yeah for sure the, like and i can understand that idea i just i heard that um that yeah i just i heard that writing wise so what happened was it's it's sort of the same thing as the hobbit mm. um interestingly david ayer got brought on mm-hmm. and david ayer is a brilliant director his movie fury with brad pitt and shia labeouf and michael pena is unbelievable mm-hmm. it's about five men in a tank in world war ii um, oh, wow. And a lot of the shots are inside of the tank. Michael Pena <laughs> learned how to drive a World War II tank for that movie. Jeez. Um, he, like, David Ayer is a genuinely talented writer and director. Mm-hmm. And he was given six weeks to make a Suicide Squad movie. Mm. And so he's he's very public. You know, the, they're, he's very public about the fact that he spent six weeks writing an R-rated Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. And then it had to be PG-13 and then they had to just shoot. And so there are things yeah. about it that don't work, and it's unfortunate because I think that if he'd been given more time, the mm-hmm. Suicide Squad movie we would have gotten would have been really, really excellent based on the stuff in the movie that does work. That's too bad, actually. Yeah. Um, it is. It's also um, the it the editing. It it was mm, the it was edited together by a trailer house and not like an editing mm. team, and it mm. feels like it. Right. Um, the the use of music and stuff is a little all over the place. Gotcha. Okay. But we'll watch it. Yeah. Just just so that you can understand. Oh, for sure. Like we're like we're gonna watch it. I just like yeah. I heard it was not great, and then all the stuff with uh, the guy who plays the Joker, Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Yeah, I was like, what mm, a weirdo. No, that's not acting. That's being a douche. <laughs> and I know I'm saying that, and it's gonna be on the internet forever. But I really don't care because. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah, line. I'm not a fan. There's a line. And I, I wonder <laughs> if this same thing happened now, what happens? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in, in the in the post Me Too world, what is the reaction to the the like him sending condoms to his co-stars? Yeah, I would hope that he would be fired. I, I don't think he would be, but honestly, I think but, that that crosses a line, like, so egregiously that, like, you, yeah, no. Mm-mm. But here we are saying that, like, that now he would get fired, but when DC and Fandom announced who's coming to their con on August 22nd, oh, God, yeah. Ezra Miller's name is still there. Yeah. That was the other DC news. We didn't really talk about the Suicide Squad game, but it was just an image, so... We're going to learn more about the Suicide Squad game on the August yes. 22nd. And we'll be keeping up with that. We're, we're very excited. I just, it was announced this week and I'm excited for it because Superman as the bad guy is very cool. Yeah. I But we're going to have to wait for more on that. Yes. But, we don't have a ton of info. But we do know that um, Ezra Miller is reportedly a guest at the fandom. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be in the Snyder Cut because they can't refilm anything. Yeah, of course. But 
how does that work <laughs> right now? You know what I mean? Like, how do you, as a company, promote him in the movie? I can yeah. understand him being in the movie, but he's not a part of the promotion. And Warner Brothers is like, we're not going to associate. Yeah. But we can't do anything about the film. And like... For sure. And I, I understand that completely. Yeah, I can't. I do and I don't. You know what I mean? It's a bit of both. It's tough. But... <sighs> yeah. I mean, but, but people have wanted this cut for so long. And yeah. like... <sighs> it makes it... It just makes it really complicated. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But I do think that putting him in the panel at the DC fandom is... It... it Honestly, I don't think that panel will be able to be out about anything other than Ezra Miller. Yeah. Because I don't, I think that the controversy will overshadow anything else. And anything sure. he says in that will be clipped out and used against the him and the story about him right now. Yeah. And I, sure. I just, even if you're not considering firing him or whatever, even if you're, even if your like idea is we're just going to move forward and we're not going to talk about it, mm-hmm. which I don't think is the right thing to do. Yeah. Um. I don't understand why you bring that distraction into the room. Yeah. And I I don't know. I'm I'm confused by the. I'm confused by it. I'm also like I don't know what Fantastic Beast is gonna do. Yeah. You know I don't know what Fantastic Beast is gonna do about its author either. But I mean that's a whole host of problems. That movie's production is going to be the most like toxically talked about thing on the internet mm-hmm. the movie and honestly i don't know that that movie will do well because the reaction yeah. to the second one this this podcast is all over the place talking <laughs> about movies from like three years ago yeah but the reaction to that to crimes of grindelwald mm-hmm. was not good well yeah they made a stupid choice for the end of it like i'm sorry i don't think yeah the dumbledore I... <laughs> thing is that it, you know it's the same thing when they had the woman um Jana Saros in the uh, Star Wars comic, mm-hmm. they ended an issue of the Star Wars comic with this woman going, I'm Han Solo's wife. Um, what? Yeah. And it it, it it was all explained in the next issue and like it was all resolved and it, it, the, the moment made sense a month later when the next issue came out. But the cliffhanger, everyone was just like, no, yeah, it's, it's not. Exactly. It's one of those things where you're not even like, ooh, wow, really? Yeah. Like how? You're like, really it's the exact opposite of no i am your father yeah because no i am your father everyone's like what yeah what's happening i'm hansel's wife or you're a dumbledore it's people like, go that's not no. possible yeah they're like mm, that's try again <laughs> that's real yeah mm-hmm. so yeah no fandom i you know i and we'll be watching mm-hmm. um interestingly you know fandom is free so you know, I, I, I think that the, the number of people who are going to get to watch that versus who gets to usually watch like a Comic-Con is going to be very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am excited to see. I'm excited for the fandom. You know, it's going to be wild. I'm so excited to hear about the Suicide Squad game. I'm so mm-hmm. excited to hear more about Wonder Woman. Totally. And more about Cheetah and the actress who plays her. <laughs> her name's Kristen Wiig. Um, Shut up. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, Cars. I do know. You do now. I do know. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. The Suicide Squad game. It's coming. You know what else is coming? What? Marvel's Avengers. A game that I'm assuming will be like the Suicide Squad game. Yeah. But you that got to I play got that to play the beta. The beta. Of. 
It was funny. I was in the middle of my stream and you came down and you're like, I'm streaming tonight mm-hmm. because you you were able to get um, that Avengers beta. Because mm-hmm. we didn't have a PlayStation and then we... Then my brother just walked in with one. Yeah. So um, that happened. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put out a video about it mm-hmm. on the YouTube. Um, so my, my thoughts will be there. Mm-hmm. But um, overall... Uh, I know a lot of people were worried about it. I know the initial trailers left some people wanting a lot more than they got. Mm-hmm. But the gameplay is fun. Mm-hmm. The beta is a little buggy. I, I, I it, it just is like... It's beta. Well, like, and the company literally put out a thing being like, don't try and matchmake with other people. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, like, and that's what... When you're playing a beta, you have to expect those things. Totally, yeah. Um, and... The, so, so yeah, there's problems with the beta for sure, but the gameplay is fun, and I enjoyed it. I was playing it again this morning while I was on the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I heard it. Yeah, yeah, I was playing I was it streaming. while I was biking. Um, yeah. Not outside. Like, we have a stationary bike in the house. <laughs> um, but it's it just is fun, and it's enjoyable, and uh, I will provide more thoughts uh, either tomorrow or Tuesday. Yeah. Or today. Your... Well, no, the podcast comes out. Dang it. Just check the YouTube. It'll be up there eventually. <laughs> it, the patrons will get it first and then I'll yeah. get up on YouTube. Um, yeah. We also watched Star Trek Lower Decks and the first season of Avatar. And we're going to talk about those. A little animation catch up <laughs> after this break. And we're back. <laughs> Four hours late. <laughs> Literally, should we mention the fact that we were recording this four hours after the first part of the podcast? Yeah, why not? And we're in a completely different mood. We we ran out of time. You know, we, we did the first half and then we were like, oh, we need to go. <laughs> and so, you know, we went to uh, a friend's birthday and then we came back. An outdoor socially distant event. Yes, yes. With uh, food and no drink because of our photo shoot tomorrow <laughs> yeah but soon we will be drinking again i mean i say as i'm drinking water but yeah i'm like well i'm also i i i, I don't drink that much so i mean that'll change <laughs> wow we you're run, gonna stress me out that much no we run a business now true nerdy I, nightly will lead us to the bottle wow that's not dark at all <laughs> it happened to tony stark it's gonna happen to us fair and we're not stronger than tony stark um, I honestly, can I be honest? Mm-hmm. We're not, first of all. We're also not smarter than Tony Stark. I can barely True. get these mics to work. True. But um, <laughs> I don't remember much of what we talked about earlier. Mulan, oh, Suicide yeah. Squad game. They they just yeah. listened to it. We don't need to go through that now. No. But we did say that we were going to talk about some animation. Yeah. So we watched um, Lower Decks, which is the new, the new Star, Star Trek, Trek TV show. Yeah. That was an experience. It, I it did really was. not know what I was walking into. What's crazy about the show to me, and if you're in Canada, it's on Crave. If you're in the States, it's on CBS All Access. And mm-hmm. if you're elsewhere, I don't know. I, you're, yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> if you told me that it was a parody show that was made completely unaffiliated with Star Trek, I would believe you 100%. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like it's m- making fun of Star Trek a lot. Yeah. With very specific Star Trek references. Mm-hmm. And I, I should say, I, I greatly enjoyed it. Oh, yes. I I think I, <laughs> I think I even enjoyed it more than you did. Like, I was hollering a couple of times. <laughs> and, and, and part of that, part of how funny I found the show 
was in the surprise of how far it was willing to go. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I, I was like, okay, we're going to watch the Star Wars animated show. The third time we had that conversation, you kept Trek. forgetting about Star Trek. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm only giving you shit because you gave me shit before. I did give you shit before. <laughs> um, the... So we, we, I was like, we're going to watch this. And you're like, oh, okay, like a kid's Star Trek show. And I was like, yeah, no, no, no. The the opening banner came up and it was like, there might be nudity in this. And I was like, no, this is um, this, this is one is of them adult, adult. cartoons. <laughs> It's like them Futurama shit. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is even like a level above that. Yeah, in a way, especially I, uh, the the part for me that really takes it that extra spe- step and was kind of jarring was honestly was like this is wait this is Star Trek. Mm-hmm. This it was the surprise you know? of it, that, that that the official Star Trek brand was willing to go this direction with its property. Yeah, because they they really have no fear and they're willing to make fun of themselves, and it's great. Fully, I mean, they're they they're they're mocking specific characters mm-hmm. from and Star plot Trek. lines. Yeah, like it. Yeah, but also like the way that he is. Th- there is a scene with a spider <laughs> that is. <laughs> pornographic <laughs> in some ways not actually yeah. pornographic but like th- like it is a simile for pornography if you know what i mean yeah and watching that scene i was like oh wow this is like a lot and then this- that scene went too long like yeah the, 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 it 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 the suctioning happened like three too many times and it wasn't funny anymore and i was like oh god this needs to end and then it happened like 17 more times and i was like oh, okay now it's funny again yeah they, they nailed that like we killed the joke and by killing the joke we brought it all the way home baby <laughs> yeah and i i really appreciated that i thought that you know there was a fearlessness in the way that the show is constructed. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine pitching this to Star Trek and be like, here's my <laughs> idea. I'm going to take it, your beloved, scientific, smart. Like wholesome. Wholesome. Franchise. Like almost utopia. Like, like yeah. you know, it's very, like Star Trek is very clean. And it's very, like, um, it's kind of in a way, like, like, there's obviously like bad shit that happens to it. But it's like, it's like a very positive outlook an outcome for our future society yeah and it's interesting because we were watching it and you were like oh this reminds me of the orville yeah the <laughs> seth MacFarlane show which i've never seen yeah and you're like let's watch the pilot of the orville and it makes fun of star trek in a similar way yes um and i actually really loved the pilot of the orville i want to watch yeah. every episode. i'm I, I loved it i thought or- the orville <laughs> was very well made we will definitely watch I was, it and i know i was surprised at how good it looks the orville mm-hmm. looks sleek to me yeah um and I, I, you know, I don't love Seth MacFarlane and everything. I'm not like his biggest fan, but yep. there are things that he has done that I am a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. And the Orville is in that category of things. Like he, yeah. he kind of. And that's just the pilot. Like, yeah, yeah but I, the Orville is a very strong pilot to me. Yes. Um, that, that show idea that I had, the Orville is like a show that I would talk about on it. Sorry, that's a little inside baseball. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know. No, keep absolutely. Your, keep your ears peeled to the YouTube page. New, uh, new nerdy nightly content. Uh, maybe we'll see. Oh, it's gonna happen. I'm not. I'm. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So the 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 one difference between the two shows, though, is that like the Orville makes fun of 
Star Trek by making everyone kind of a sad sack. Yeah, it, yeah it's yeah. like if it, Orville is Star Trek on heroin, and Lower Decks is Star Trek on methamphetamine and cocaine, <laughs> burnt in a trash fire. Yeah, and you're and it's Just like a homeless person inhaling top. it out of a trash fire. Yeah, because uh, Jesus Christ, the show moves fast. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, like, it's one of those ones where, I mean, you and I, like, will watch, like, YouTube and stuff on, like, times two speed. It felt like we were watching this show at times two speed. <laughs> yeah, because we watch, uh, there, we watch almost all video content at least 1.5 speed. Because people yeah. talk, especially, like, educational stuff where I'm just, like, get to the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it did have that, te- that sense that, like, especially when it would jump between what was going on on the ship mm-hmm. and the ground yeah like it would i would be like okay we're on the ship okay we're on the ground okay we're out in outer space outside the ship okay we're on the ground okay now we're you know and i was just like it was mad it was like a mad libs <laughs> kind of insanity <laughs> yeah um but it, it it worked for me because the comedy was strong enough yeah oh and for sure i'm not precious about star trek Mm-hmm. I love Star Trek. I love watching Star Trek. I, I really, um, the original series and Next Generation are two shows that I just really, really love. Mm-hmm. But I'm not precious about it. And I think that this show is not for people who are. Yeah, I think that ability to not take yourself too seriously is very beneficial. Like, I, you know, I think that the Orville and the Lower Decks, I think, feel different because, um, like, Lower Decks is actually made by Star Trek, you yeah. know? And I think that them having that, like, yeah, insider sense of humor, I think, you know, it, it really adds something. It makes it... Well, and they can literally be like, this is a Klingon... <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, but, the the but, but, uh, oh, whatever, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Which was a great joke, and I really enjoy that, but... um. <laughs> yeah because you never like you never get to enjoy like someone being a little too drunk on a star trek ship yeah, um, yeah exactly. and like you get that in the orville but it's also not a star trek ship i i yeah. mean more what i meant by what i said was more about fans and mm-hmm. fans coming to this show as a star trek fans right and i think that for some star trek fans this is going to be a difficult thing to watch yeah and it will feel sacrilegious yeah it it is jarring when you're like yeah this is star trek like <laughs> mm-hmm. and and i think that this will be a show that is not for a lot of star trek fans yeah but fair. i have the I, it, it feels like something that could be an in for people who aren't star trek fans mm-hmm. like i could see people becoming star trek fans and this being the first star trek thing that they saw yeah. or like people who watch the kelvin timeline movies and then this being the like gateway between that and television star trek i just a part of me i don't i don't know i feel like one of the reasons that i found it so funny was because i knew star trek i mm-hmm. knew what they were poking fun of you know what i mean i had that i had that I, i'd be so curious actually to watch that like obviously it's impossible <laughs> like mm-hmm. but i just would be so curious to watch that show from a perspective of never seeing star trek and i just wonder what i would think of it yeah because there's definitely jokes in the episode that are specifically about um i mean the there is literally a star trek episode 
called Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. That's about the same thing, except it's very sad. Yeah. And it's not funny. Yeah. And, you know, it's about how hard it would be to work on a, you know, a, a ship like this. For sure. And, you know, it is interesting to see a show like this have the license to talk about things that a Star Trek show maybe doesn't get to as much. Mm-hmm. Like, the there, there's a concept in the first episode of two sort of unimportant workers on mm-hmm. the ship going on a date. Yeah. And that date obviously goes insane because zombies. But um, <laughs> yeah. it it is interesting. We I don't know that we would have gotten to see that kind of a story be told in a real Star Trek show because mm-hmm. it's a little too real world. Yeah. And because it was animation, Star Trek got to like go down that path. Totally. And I was actually really... It, that was the storyline in the episode that I was the most invested in. Yeah. Because I thought it was a really interesting idea Partially because I was like, okay, you're on a first date and you're attacked by zombies. How does that work? Yeah. And like, how do you learn to work together really quickly? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spoil anything, obviously, because I don't know who's seen this. I, n- nobody has CBS All Access yet. Yeah. But I I just thought that it was like in a world and on a show that was insane and where everything was so much, <laughs> the concept of this first date gone wrong was a really grounding thing among all the insanity. And I actually really appreciated its place in the pilot because it gave me two characters who I could relate to. And, (laughs) you know, sometimes in sci-fi that's hard. It's hard to relate to what's going on just because it's like, (laughs) oh my God, you're talking to a god deity on another planet. Like, you know, it's such big concept stuff. Yeah, And so to give that like all right, this is, the show is nuts and it moves fast and it is a, it is like a cocaine fueled ride through Amsterdam's red light district at (laughs) hyperspeed. Yeah. But in all of that, there's going to be this like very small relatable thing that happens. Mm -hmm. I actually really appreciated it and I thought it was a nice touch. It was also funny and like the jokes in that stuff was good too, but it was a nice touch to give the audience something small to like, feel normal yeah in all to the connect insanity. To, yeah for sure for sure no i get that i think I, I think the pilot was really well written yeah i i do too i i i i don't think it's going to be for everyone yes um and i'm i'm a little surprised that you like it if i'm being honest just because i know that rick and morty isn't your flavor and everyone was excited about this show because the writer worked on rick and morty so i mean kind of a side tangent <laughs> But, like, I watched, I think, like, two or three episodes of Rick and Morty, and the reason I don't like it is because it feels like it thinks it's a lot more clever than it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, like, it throws in, like, references and jokes, and it makes it, like, it feels like it's being so smart and so clever, and you're, like, literally everyone has heard of, like, Schrodinger's cat. Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I'm, like, you're you're... <laughs> You're not, and this sounds, I don't know, this kind of sounds bad, but it just, it just kind of felt very, like, self-indulgent in a way that was like, who I'm so smart, I'm so cool and funny, like, I don't, I don't know, and that. Interesting, it's interesting, because I, this show doesn't have Rick, who's -hmm. the character that brings a lot of that vibe, Mm -hmm. and so maybe it's not the humor of Rick and Morty that you don't like, it's literally that thing. Yeah. Because this humor is very similar to me. 
Yeah, and, and then- even some of the shots, I was like, I could see if, if this was in Rick and Morty animation, mm-hmm. like the spider thing, I was like, I could so see this being a Rick and Morty joke. Totally. A hundred percent. Totally. And honestly, when we first started it, that's what it reminded me of. It's milking him for its moisture. I- One of the weirdest things I've ever heard in my life, but God, I thought it was so funny. Yeah, that- If you want to know what I'm talking so about, cringy. watch the episode. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a strong start. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. We've we've had we've tried some new stuff content-wise in the last bit. Mm-hmm. And we've had we've watched a few first episodes of things. Yeah. And we've not had the best experience. Mhm. Um, you know, Muppets Now didn't exactly wow us. October Faction didn't exactly wow us. Like, you yeah. know, we've been looking for new stuff. And so I came into this a little nervous, like how is Star Trek going to handle this? Mm-hmm. And I, I was really pleasantly surprised. I, I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait for this week's episode. You know, I mean, even when we started Avatar, the pilot didn't really hook us in. Yeah, because we were talking about okay, we'll watch all of it, and then we watched the first two episodes, and we were both kind of like, it's like, okay, all right. Sure. That's a great segue to. We finished the first season of Avatar. We sure did, and honestly, I loved it. Yeah, it gets so much better. Yeah, I it's like it's like five episodes in or something like that when you're mm-hmm. like, oh. The show like settles. It, it was later than that for me. Was it okay? It because it was honestly it was the stuff after the stuff we talked it about was, last time. It was honestly I think it was like learning more of like Zuko's backstory. That episode was great. Was a turning point for me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finally, kind of. I still don't really understand the world. Yes, yeah, still a little wishy-washy on that. Like, I don't... I, I genuinely just don't understand how the world functions yeah, with right, the no. Fire Nation having technology and no one else seeming to have technology. Yeah. And they fight with bending. But also, like, spirits are real and can be... They can lose their... Immor- like, the end of season one... <laughs> Was a ride. If, if if you haven't seen the first season of Avatar, we're going to talk a lot of spoilers. Yeah, so... so if not, do something nerdy night. Bye-bye. We Sorry, <laughs> we love you. Come back when you watch Avatar. Seriously, watch it. It's worth watching. Yeah. It's really good. I, I think, you know, as we got close to the end of season one, I was really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we're going to talk about the first season for the rest of the podcast. Yes. So if you are <laughs> tuning out here, uh, we still love you and uh thank you so much <laughs> follow us we'll be on twitch all that fun stuff you've heard it before you, you, yeah you, you know, know it. you know how people plug things <laughs> uh yeah i think it was on the to that turning point was right after that episode where you and i were like what the hell and it was the one where it was about this like hundred year old feud between these two tribes and Aang was like, oh, I was there 100 years ago. The people that you were talking about are were actually infants, and they were playing a ball game. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what we is happening? We were like, happening? what the fuck? And then he's like, um, actually, I just made it all up to, like, um, yeah, yeah. Korra and Sokka. And I was like, wait, what? Like, we were like, what did we just watch? What was the point of that? Yeah. And then Aang I, lies now, I guess? Yeah. And I literally think it was the very next episode where mm-hmm. it was, like, Zuko's death. Well, and then there was also the episode... There's 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 kids stuff in the show and mm-hmm. there's filler stuff in the show mm-hmm. and both of those don't really work for me. Um, the kids stuff is more okay to me because I get it. It's what you're making, mm-hmm. but the filler stuff is a little weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. Particularly the episode where they go to the town with the that's next to the volcano, and everyone's yeah. horny for everybody. Yeah. and I was like, aren't these? Why is everyone so horny? I was like, isn't Aang 11? Yeah, like- and also, like, 
at the end of the episode, Katara's like, he is a powerful bender. I'm going to marry him one day. Yeah. And you're like, like what is happening? Second. There's a lot of benders in the world. <laughs> like, Yeah, truly. Everyone is like, I'm in love with this one other child. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like, at least, like, at the end of the season, Sokka and the princess are like... Yuru? I forget. Yuzu? I'm sorry. Um, Yuzu's a T, right? I have no idea. Um, She was great. I oh, really yeah. love the Princess of the Northern Water Tribe. Yeah, truly, like, a, a really great storyline, like, mm-hmm. really strong, strong end of season one. But at least they're, like, I think, like, 16. Yeah, like and they, they're, you know. They are, like, if, if we were to go with everyone other than the Fire Tribe's technology, because the <laughs> Fire Tribe's technology, I, I'm so confused. They have warships. Yeah, don't know how that happened. <laughs> like. I need to know how. Please someone I tell me that it explains bending? it. But, like, are there people in the ship? But, no, but, like, so they can smelt metal because they can, like, we, as our society, had to, like, develop technology to get things hot enough to... Did we? I thought we just, like, built forges. Like, they were, like, smithing steel and shit, like... Yeah, but they're, they're doing it with heat. So, like, they can create the heat with bending. My thing is, like, are they in the ship... Are there benders, like, in the ships making steam like what is powering them i don't know i i really hope that we find out because i'm very curious because i don't like i think that we didn't have coal-powered ships until a certain point in human history Mm -hmm. that the rest of the tribes aren't at (laughs) no not even like close to like their buildings are made out of like straw yeah yeah it's wild and and that's not true not all of them but they're like wooden like buildings well and like the cities seem to all function on bending yeah it's it's an interesting idea that like they're they've built everything in a way that they're like bending isn't going anywhere yeah because can you imagine if like a generation passed and like oh nobody was a bender kids don't bend anymore and like that one earth city do you even bend bro but like uh, the northern water tribe you can't even get in unless a hundred men are there to like raise to and lower melt shit. the ice and then i freeze it back up again <laughs> yeah um so it, it is a wild it's a wild world mm-hmm. just because it's very cool and when i'm watching it i'm like oh wow that looks dope yeah and then when but i think about it later it. i'm like <laughs> so water bending makes you an ice bender Yeah, because ice is made out of water. It's just at a cooler temperature. I guess, but then also, like, steam is water, not fire. But firebenders can make steam come out of their noses. Oh, true. But that would be water bending. If, 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 If ice is water then steam is also water therefore that would be water bending but it's maybe, not water bending because it's fire bending maybe and the steam is that they can like heat the cells in their body so, so something evaporates from it really quickly and they're actually creating the but heat but it can't be that because they burn they do burn fire benders aren't fireproof so it can't yes. be internal it has to be external or else they would all just have like fire nostrils they would literally just have like cakey bloody nostrils all the time Christ. but no but this is this is my point where it's like yeah. It looks really cool until you're like, wait a second, how is he? How is Iro making steam? Also, he he heats up a hot tub by blowing steam out of his nose in a scene that Iro <laughs> is my favorite character on the show for sure. He is a freaking delight. Yeah. 
the the music scenes on the ship with him and the crew are insane and i i genuinely am like you're at war why are you playing the tuba but (laughs) the scene where he blows steam out of his nose to heat the hot tub made me uncomfortable in times of covid i was like that's not Mm -hmm. that's not there's no social distancing there you're by yourself and i still feel like there's not (laughs) enough social distancing yeah truly no i i think he's definitely him and momo him and Momo. Yeah. And Appa. I do love Appa. Yes. Yes. Whenever they're complaining about, like, they are not, they don't have food. And I'm like, how are you feeding Appa? Yeah. He's a 10-ton flying bison. Well, especially, like, now that they're, like, at the, the North Pole or the South Pole? Uh, They're at the North Pole. They're at the North Pole. Like, he probably, like, eats grass and stuff. And, you know, he's a bison that flies. So bison eat grass. But what now they are in a world completely made of ice. Yeah. What is he eating? Well, no, there's a few shots where they have, like, giant leaves and stuff that they're giving him. I just don't know where those giant leaves are coming from. <laughs> they're, sourced they're sourced all the way from, I don't know. They're earth-bended. Earth they just bend it. Yeah. They, yeah. they bend it like Beckham. Jesus. No one's ever made that joke about this show before. I'm sure you're the first. I'm sure. <laughs> you know what it kind of reminds me of? Sometimes when Aang's airbending, and this is the dumbest, this is the dumbest movie ever made, but it's so good. I think it's called Shaolin Soccer. Okay. I don't know if you've probably never seen it. It's wild, but they're basically like airbending a soccer ball for two hours. You know, the weirdest movie. I'll show it to you sometime because I genuinely love watching it. Um. But it's good. I, I think I think the show is getting so much better, and I'm so excited for where it's headed. And mm-hmm. like the end of season one, really, the introduction introduction. <laughs> Did Take I just two. make up a new Pokemon? <laughs> I choose you, introduction. Um, the introduction of Zuko's sister was really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, put that on. Finally, the getting list. to like meet Ozai the Fire Lord was interesting in the scenes mm-hmm. that he had. Yeah. Uh obviously voiced by the truly wonderful um but also not Asian <laughs> Mark Hamill. Yep. The the one weird thing about this show is the cast is very much not Asian. <laughs> yes. Yep. And there are some there are some accents that I'm like, mm, is this okay? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it it I it was a different time, I guess. But I think if it were made today, it would be done differently. Well, you say that, but the M. Night Shyamalan movie is not that uh, old. I hope it would be done differently. Dear Netflix, yeah. When you make the live action television show that you're working on, please, please cast, cast people appropriately. Thank you. Please, I just I I really because honestly. I hate I hated watching the movie, which is why I've put off watching the show for so long. Yeah. I do like this show. Yeah. I don't I don't love it. It's mm-hmm. not my favorite thing ever yet. I think it could be. Mm-hmm. I think that the potential is there and the characters are strong enough mm-hmm. that like I see where it's going a little bit mm-hmm. and I'm very into it. I could grow to I I, I think that like the show could become something that I love as for we sure. get towards the end. I want that live action show to be good and I do not want it to be marred in controversy because there's too many white people in it. It's yeah. just the it's Don't the last it. thing I want. Yeah, please. We just want to have something good. Just please do it right. We just want our nerd entertainment to be controversy free for a minute. Yeah, can we can we have that? Cuz like please? you can't play a video game without hearing that like the crews were overworked. Like you can't 
watch a Harry Potter movie without thinking about like it's just like oh, everything God. is like I know like why can't we all just be... we can't talk about fandom without talking about the fact that Ezra Miller's gonna be there like Ugh. and I don't you know I'm not trying to be the like I don't want to lead the charge on cancel culture because I think that we are a little we go overboard sometimes on yeah. it I think it can be a bit heavy-handed. But there there are aspects of it that I agree with. And there are things of, like, I don't want to... I don't need to necessarily cancel everyone, but I don't want to celebrate... No, like, we need to do better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't, you know, I, I don't want to give the microphone to people who I don't think have um, earned, earned it. it. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Um, and so I really am hoping that when we get cool content like this <laughs> and... You know, I love the Lord of the Rings movies, but I'm hoping the Lord of the Rings shows on Amazon have some people of color in them. Yeah. Because. Honestly, you know, like. As much as I love the Lord of the Rings movies, they are astonishingly white. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, I, I just, I hope that we're going to do better and Netflix, don't fuck this up because this is Please. cool. And <laughs> the stuff that is, the, the bending that is cool in animation could be mind-blowing live action yeah i'm so excited if it's done right and if Mm -hmm. netflix gives it the budget to have good cgi i mean the fire bending is dangerous (laughs) the the earth bending is so like each of them has their own um mood and like if if you really like you know sort of the way that the fight choreographer for the witcher tv show created a look for that Mm-hmm. that was really distinctive and like the witcher fight scenes don't feel like fight scenes from anything else they feel like they're Geralt of Rivia fight scenes for sure if they can come up with like that kind of physical language and visual dictionary for this show mm-hmm. where you're like oh yeah that is what bending looks like in real life mm-hmm. I think that it could really like this could be like their next stranger things for sure. I think that it could be that level of show yep the fan base is already there you just kind of have to not fuck it up yes please please don't fuck it up <laughs> I'm begging <laughs> well we'll be talking about more of this show at the end of the podcast next week yeah. uh, or, or we might move this to its own show it is weird to end the podcast with something that a lot of people would want to tune out for so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do some brainstorming on how this is gonna work, but we are gonna keep watching Avatar for sure. And then we're gonna watch Legend of Korra. Yeah. The Bakes video this week will be Legend of Korra. Well, will will be inspired by the world of Avatar in yes. honor of Legend of Korra coming to Netflix. Hmm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> what? What are you <laughs> giggling know. about? I don't know. Um. <laughs> thank you for listening to this one. Yeah. This one. Yeah, it was a good time. It was all over the place. This was an all over. The, the, I'm sorry. Yes. The news this week was weird. There was a there was a lot going on. We didn't even talk about the fact that the um, Bond movie, the No Time to Die, that the press team for that movie doesn't want Ben Affleck to come to the premiere because Anna De Armas and him are dating, and they are worried that like their relationship Jeez. will overshadow the movie. Yeah, it's what a world. That that's we a live rumor. In. That's that's an unsubstantiated rumor, but <laughs> wild. Yeah truly wild hey anna uh we know that you're a big star in this can you not bring your very famous boyfriend because it's all anyone will talk about yeah oh my god (laughs) (laughs) uh truly wild i just i'm picturing like one day when you're like i have a red carpet coming up and they're like hey don't bring david he's a lot (laughs) um 
last time he just made Chewbacca noises for three hours. Oh and... my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If if that happens again, I won't bring you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not invited. You're not invited. Uh, you know what? I'll just watch it from home the way the Oscars should be watched. Gosh damn it. No, I want you there in a nice suit. I do look good in a nice suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just can't post photos online or else everyone will reach out asking if we're married yet. That's true. <laughs> it, happens. it happens. It happens. You post one photo with a bottle of champagne and suddenly everyone pops out of the woodwork. Someone you haven't talked to in seven years is like, oh, congrats. And you're, and you're like, like, wait a second. It's a photo. And in the caption it says, we did not get married. Literally, but, disclaimer. Cool. <laughs> That's all right. We love you guys. Um, If you want more shenanigans uh, on the Twitch that do not involve me talking like a Wookiee, you can find me at twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. And I'll be at uh, twitch.tv slash claristricaris. I played Subnautica for the first time today, and I'm a little bit obsessed. So if you want to come see that, check it out. I'm on... You can find... Ariel, under the sea. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> How long have yeah. you been sitting on that I one? wasn't. It just came to me in the moment. <laughs> I'm upset. The seaweed is always greener. No. No. All right. I will not be playing Subnautica. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You have to. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It's a very good game. Um, you can also find us at Nerdy Nightly on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Obviously, if you listen to this, you probably already know that. And um, what else? We got our own website. We're we on do. www.nerdynightly.com. Yeah. Uh, check out this week. Uh, I'm going to put up a video about the Avengers beta. That might go up yep. later than I want it to, but it will go up at well, some point. We're working on it. Um, and but we aren't working on it yet, and that's why it might go up later. Yeah. Um, but I do have some thoughts and uh, some things that I'm hoping they'll change or um, add by the mm-hmm. time the game goes live. Uh, so check that out. There will be a new Bakes video this week. Yeah, and, um, and if you haven't yet, um, check out the Patreon. Thank you to our amazing patrons. Thank you to our amazing patrons. That's true. We actually have to go record the Patreon-only podcast around the nerd table. We so sure do. We are going to go do that after I go pick up my brother from a uh, thing he's at, but <laughs> it's going to be a late night for us. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We should record these <laughs> earlier in the week, like we had planned to record this on Thursday and then we on gonna, Friday and then Saturday. And, and then, you, you know, know, life. Well, we fucked that up. I'm Ariel Edwards. I'm David Webb. Do something nerdy tonight. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>